and welcome into the Low Pose Podcast. Probably the last or the second last one of the season. We have Christian Martinelli making another appearance. Brian Heston on first time this season, yep. second time this season. First, first my first time on the season. Yeah, awesome, awesome. And right after the All Star rosters have been announced, along with dunk contest, three point contest, end of season awards. Championships in a couple of days. Semis just finished. A lot of stuff going on. We're here to give you all the action. We're going to start with the All-Star rosters and the three-point contest, dunk contest, all that jazz. All-Star night's going to be on August 27th at the Johnson Rec Center. And here are the All-Star teams. We have Ade Bright, Boston Blazers. He's on the East. I never even knew we had conferences. I think they just made out of nowhere. That's a bomb yeah. drop by Joey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That just came Breaking out of nowhere. News. But the East is uh, Ade Bright, Cody Crawford, Kevin Figueredo, Jose Mercado, Ryan Palumbo, Zach Tartaglia, Matt Sweeney, and Brian Yarsi. Any surprises there? Uh, yeah, there's a few. I think um, the last two names you said, I think Matt Sweeney and Brian Yarsi were a little bit of a surprise. Um just because Sweeney, for one, uh, I honestly don't think anyone from the Goodfellas honestly deserved the all-star <laughs> spot. Um, Sweeney was he was very good all year, but I don't, I don't think he was an all-star over some of the people that might have got snubbed. Um, and he's one of my best friends, so I'm not hating on him. I'm just being honest. <laughs> right now. No, I completely agree. Yeah, he was yeah. he was pretty he was pretty consistent, I would say. And I don't know his stats. Consistently like, inconsistent. <laughs> I guess I didn't watch enough Goodfellas games then. <laughs> he didn't miss anything either. Yeah. And then the only thing with Yarsi is that he only played seven games. I mean, obviously he's a great player, but he did miss, you know, yeah. a third of the season. And, uh, the only thing about that one. Well, of the seven games, three of them were also playoff games too. So I'm, I'm not like, – I don't think – like obviously Yarsi played at an all-star level. I just didn't think he would get in because he only played four regular season games. So I'm right. glad he's in though, obviously, as, as my teammate. I'm glad he – He's on the other team, but, um, yeah, I mean, it is kind of surprising to see him get in, but he did have a great season for us, and um, obviously all-star numbers, so it worked. Definitely, yeah. And Darcy, I mean, he is one of the more prolific scorers in the league. Like, he can really get to his spot off the dribble. He can shoot like Mm -hmm. anyone else. He He can see the floor like anyone else. Probably... Well, I mean, one of the reasons that the Werewolves were competing for a finals appearance because of Brian mm-hmm. Yarsi after Dave Campbell went down. And he was uh, right. he stepped up, he had big shoes to fill, and he filled them quite oh, like yeah. you expected him to do. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there was any disappointment with, with us picking him up. Um, statistically, he was great. Um, and then, obviously, like you said, the, the, the court vision was, was there. Um, I mean, yeah, he just... He might have, at the beginning, it seemed like he wasn't really completely back because he was getting coming back off an injury, but by playoff time, he looked like he was in his uh, in the right form that we needed him. And, you know, the playoff games, they're, they're close, so it happens. Yeah, and obviously you guys were a great yeah, one. Yeah, and you guys had a hell of a playoff run. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I definitely don't see... I don't see anyone arguing against Yarsi being an all-star, but I could see, yeah, yeah. yeah, I could see the attendance being an issue versus guys that put up 
similar numbers and were there all season or maybe numbers that weren't as good but still did it throughout nine games of a season and playoffs. So, I mean, you give or take a few. I think Yarsi, it's going to be exciting seeing him compete in an all-star game. And it would have been mm-hmm. had he been there all season or had he been there two games. Yeah. Yeah, and then the so, West All-Stars. Brian, that's your yeah. team this year. Congratulations, yeah, by the way. It's a five, five All-Stars. Yep. Not too sure. Every year, five for five. All right, we got Mark Belleville, Noah Berg, John Kutu, Brian Heston, Lucas Martin, Kevin McCartney, Matt St. Hours, and Jeff Winchell. Brian, what do you think of your team this year? I know you, you're an All-Star MVP. You have that under your belt. Um, mm-hmm. You've been in a couple winning teams. I'm pretty sure you were on the team that won last season with uh, Kutu and Vic, or were you going against them? I'm pretty sure I've won all four of the All-Star games. All four so, of the All-Star games, correct. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, me and Hanson me and Hanson have been on the same team for all four of those. I don't see Hanson. Uh, did Jared yeah, Hanson not make? It. So I, don't think kinda, the All-Star. A, I guess when we get to the snubs, I'll say he's a snub because um, I don't know how he's doing statistically, but I guess the crooks not really having too many wins kind of hurts because mm-hmm. I think when you when you compare it to people with similar numbers, if one has a couple more wins, then it, it can be I mean, Hanson to had he deserves to be in. Hanson played six games. He had 15, uh, 15 points a game, six rebounds, 6.7 rebounds, and grab the assist mm-hmm. real quick. He had 3.9 assists a game. So, I mean, I don't really see – yeah, I wouldn't call it a yeah, snub because, yeah. like, I think he had a down season with the rest of his team. But I could yeah, still, like, like it's, it's like it is with Yars. I wouldn't be disappointed if they threw Jared Hansen on an all-star team. I would not be up mm-hmm. in arms going on strike. And they That wouldn't be the reason I go on strike. Contest, so they got him in there. Yeah, he's got to yeah, be. That's true. He won it yeah. the last two years. Wow. So the one thing I'll say about my team is it seems like we have a lot of size. Like, we have mm-hmm. Kevin McCartney. We have... Uh, Jeff Winchell, myself, and Noah Berg. So those are four pretty big guys. Um, yeah. I like having Lucas Martin and Mark Belleville on my team, too. Those guys can shoot the ball really well. So Good chemistry. I like that. And uh, what else do we got on here? Kutu, obviously, he's a fantastic player. So yeah, you guys are gonna Matt have... St. Hours. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who Goyland Goodyear is because I've only watched a few of their games, so I don't really know people by name. But obviously, if I see good you next to their name, the ice, they're going to be good. Saint Hours is probably one of, yeah, he's probably one of, if not their better players. I mean, he shot what seven for seven against us, and he came at halftime. Yeah, he's extremely efficient. Uh, he's in great shape for uh, uh, you know a grown man, and he's very fast and quick. So he's got great handles. He's definitely a problem for any team. And mm-hmm. looking at these squads right now, I mean, I've got the Weston. Yes, by a lot, by a lot. Yeah, if I if I were to set a spread, it would be like fourteen. And I don't know how See, Joey did these conferences. I don't know. I don't know about that because, because I mean, Jose, you look at Jose, yeah, Jose. Jose's and Lucas is in West. So like, would you do the conferences by people? Or did he just name them East and West? Split it up as fair as possible is what I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, they should do like just call it East West. Yeah, they yeah. should call it like I don't know, like gray or gray and black or something like that, rather than East and West. It makes you think yeah. that, like, I don't know, the teams are in conferences. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. But I say, the East, East isn't that I – don't, I don't think you should sleep on the East because Figueroa, he's huge. Um, Jose, obviously, 
can probably put up 60 in, a, in an all-star game given how they play. Yeah. And, um, I mean, Palumbo's I good, like Tartaglia's good. They, almost they have a lot of good players. Yeah, they definitely have good players. The thing I'll give you guys, though, is I think you have the top three finishers for Defensive Player of the Year. You have yourself, obviously, and then you have Jeff Winchell and Noah Berg. I think they were probably came in around two and three, if not three and four of those guys. So you yeah. guys are definitely going to lock up. You're definitely going to be hard to score on in the paint. And uh, obviously, of course, it's just an all-star game, so it's going to be way more lax. But if I was going to pick one yeah. spot, I'd definitely take yours all day. Yeah, That's and fair. you guys have the better – I mean, you have the better guards. I mean, you have a lot of scores on your team. Granted, it's an all-star game. All the teams have a lot of scores. But you guys have those facilitators in Kutu, Lucas Martin. I mean, you guys are going to be – it's going to be tough to defend all of those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to watch. But also, you have, to, you have to remember that probably four of these guys on this list probably won't show up because that's usually how it goes. Right. Yeah, Spring's um, not going to be there. So that – is that confirmed? Yeah, he'll be in. Yeah, he's going back to school. All right, yeah, so that makes sense. Um, but, yeah, so you got to figure some of these guys won't be there. So the, the rosters will change a little bit. But, I mean, I, I think the Ulster game is, like, the it's it's really fun because, like, I don't know, it's the guys you're competing against all year. You get to play with a few of them. And, uh, I mean, it, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's a fun game. Pretty casual. No one's really going too hard the words- until the end. In the words of Joey one year, he told me that he loves the All-Star game because it keeps the best, most competitive players in the league not wanting to punch each other in the face. Yeah. And, Basically, I mean, yeah. Yeah, in a men's league, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty good. It, 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 gains, it, shows, it gives a mutual respect for the players. It gives them a platform to kind of, like, show off their skills with each other even though they're competing against each other all season. That builds respect. That kind of builds mm-hmm. the Legacy League's community a little bit. That's kind of what it is. And, and yeah. I like the All-Star game. I like the events. Speaking of the events, what do you want to start with? Start with that three-point contest. Perfect. You're on my mind. I have it pulled up. So yeah. you have, we mentioned Hanson. He's the defending champ. Yep. Cody Crawford, obviously, would be a snub if he wasn't in that. Same with Lucas Martin. Mm-hmm. Mike Bartholomew, the Basket Hounds, do have some, some reason to show out again on a Tuesday night. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, Bartholomew's a chucker. I just think in a timed contest, it's a little hard. He doesn't have the quickest release Mm-mm. or the smoothest one, and he shoots from way out. Yeah, it was an interesting mm-hmm. addition in my eyes, Bartholomew. I know he's got, like, the most threes in the league, but it's an interesting addition. He didn't yeah. shoot it from a high percentage, I'll say that. Serge DeLomba, who I completely agree with. I think he's one of the more yep. skilled oh, players yeah. in the league. He's, he's been money all season. Yeah. MJ mm-hmm. Natoriani. Matt St. Hours, and Joey Zacco. And I agree with the MJ selection. He was, I think, like top five in three-pointers made. He had 29 yeah. of them. And he was forced to take a lot of them. I mean, a lot of them were dumb shots. We're not going to penalize him for that. Yeah. A lot of, like, that's not what the three-point contest is for. A lot of them were shots off the dribble in traffic with a guy on him. Everybody in the gym knowing he was going to pull it as soon as he got the ball. His teammates running back on mm-hmm. defense because they knew it was going up because no chance of that ball turning into an assist. But... Yeah, he's a very he's a very skilled shooter, and I completely agree with him being on that list. I know the Duhays boys were pulling for Vin Volpe, but I didn't see it. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't have hated Volpe being. I wouldn't have hated it. I mean, yeah, Volpe, I don't yeah, think I mean, Volpe should be in there it. There are just he's so made, many. He's made twenty-seven threes. He's shooting like forty-seven percent. I think he got a hard snub from the three-point contest and the All-Star team, honestly. 
Yeah. I think he had a snub from the All-Star team, but he wasn't there for a lot of it, and he was kind of the number... Like, when you think All-Stars on Duye's boys, you think Kutu, you think Tartaglia, because he's high-flying. Vinny's a solid player. Like, uh, Vinny yeah. is a... He's up there skill-wise with Kutu and Tartaglia, but when you watch the Duye's boys, he's kind of like that rock rather than the two stars. I kind of disagree. I felt like... Honestly. I think he's... I, I think so definitely boys. I was going to say, I feel like some of the times Volpe is the second best player, and other times it's Tartaglia. And it was just, I felt like just because Tartaglia was there more, he got the all star um, selection. And he was obviously that second guy in more games because of that. But, I mean, they're both great second options. It's just like, depends how the game's going. I mean, either one of them could be the second option on any given night. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Volpe, I think he, he deserved to be in the three point contest. It just sucks because there were so many people who shot the ball really well this season. So, I don't know, but I don't really completely agree with the Bartholomew uh, pick. So, I guess that's where I would have slid Volpe in. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe Mike shows up and silences the the haters. And and Joey. Joey's in both three-point contests over here, Connecticut and Rhode Island. So, he's going for uh, it yeah. as well. He's, uh, he's really giving himself a chance at a, at a trophy this year. Yeah. <laughs> And he shot a lot of them, and he had some bad games, but he had some real good games from three as well. He shot mm-hmm. a lot of them because they only had four guys. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they basically have... every game. It was it was an off year for the Crooks. Uh, I think they'll be yeah. back next year. I mean, I saw Joey tweet that they're a storied franchise, and I almost, like, uh, I kind of giggled. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's you don't call yourself a storied franchise. That, that's kind of funny. Yeah. I hope he was kidding. I but, know. uh. I, I do agree with him being in there. I mean, he's going to put himself in something. Yeah. <laughs> and he hit a lot of threes as well. He hit 44. Yeah, yeah he was top, so top guys, something in threes. Do you guys think Hanson repeats for the third third time? No. No, I don't believe really? so. Yeah, with the skill level in the league this year, I do not believe so. I'm going all in on Lucas Martin, man. Uh, yeah, I, I could definitely see him taking this one because he, he's been – he had his best shooting season by far. Yeah. Um, so I, I could see that happening. He was 45 for 101 from three this year, 44.6%. That's that's pretty great. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a huge sample size um, for someone that took. I'd also say that's crazy. I would also say like Serge, I think has a nice a nice chance of winning this one. Sergio yep. Delomba, because mm-hmm. he I thought <laughs> shot the ball better than he shot the ball better than I I think he did last year. So. Yeah, and uh, MJ Notorious won't be there, so we'll see who was filling in for him. Maybe it will be Vincent. I don't know. If, I don't know if anyone will fill in. They already have a lot of guys there. Yeah, it is a lot. I could see Saint yeah. Hours taking it too. He's got a nice quick release, very balanced shot, mm-hmm. uh, very good three point shooter. Mm-hmm. He shot forty seven point four percent of the season. I mean, only eighteen for thirty eight, but still. Yeah. Yeah, he's a uh, very skilled shooter. Yeah, and you can't sleep on Cody Crawford either. Ever. No. So honestly, this is this could go to anyone. Um, I, I'm probably gonna say I don't think Bartholomew is gonna win, but then you know you never know because he hit tons of threes, so it's hard to say. Yeah. yeah. And now moving on to the dunk contest. I mean, I think Vic repeats again. Really? really? That's, that's that's my. He's Jose's tall. I mean, Jose's a great dunker. He's a great athlete, but there's not much room between him and the rim. There's not a lot of room to work with. If you ask me, I think Vic, 
he knows the dunk contest. He knows these rims. He knows what it's like. I think if he shows up, he's got the best chance of repeating. If not, I'd give it to uh, I'd give it to Laros, like Jason or yeah, Jason's or Tartaglia. Tartaglia is a pretty good dunker himself. Yeah, I'm actually I'm I'm leading the same way. I'm I'm going towards Jason. He's even in-game dunks, Brian. Unfortunately, you know about this pretty well. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's uh, he can fly pretty high, and he throws it down hard. And he's got a lot of dunks in his locker. Aaron Gray. He only showed up to five or six games. I if he comes, he could put on put on a show, but I don't know if he's going to be there. And then uh, yeah. Tartagula, definitely. He probably had like 50 dunks this year, if not more. Uh, he showed off all different dunks. I think he could have uh, some nasty dunks, honestly. Um, yeah, and those My are thing those is with Terrence Gallo, he, he's, got, he's got some hops, too. I, I think he was in the Gallo last one. Gallo can fly. Um, mm-hmm. I think he was in the last one, last season. Yeah. Gallo can fly. I just don't know if he yeah. has uh, all these different dunks in his locker. I, all I've seen is one where he dunks from, like, 20 feet away and just soars over people, <laughs> which is impressive. Yeah. But uh, in a dunk contest, that may not win it. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. I, I think the thing with Vic is he knew he's going to be in it since last year. Right. He's been able to take yeah. stuff from last year, take stuff from the year before that, know what works, know what doesn't, know which ways, know which ways his body can move up there. He knows the dunk contest itself. I don't think any of these guys in their life, other than Gallo, have ever participated in an actual dunk contest. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair to say. I would say, yeah. I think so that, I, I think Vic has said. that experience factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think, I mean, I would say Vic probably has a very unique range of dunks he can do. Uh, Jose, I think, obviously Jose probably has a, a, a unique range of dunks as well. I'm not sure how many dunks Jason has. I mean, I saw him go through the line in, in game. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So so then, yeah, I would consider him a, a contender, obviously, for it. And like, like you mentioned, Aaron Gray, I don't think, may not show up. Tartaglia. He's interesting because he does have a unique amount of dunks, but I don't know. I feel like he might have he may have some trouble like getting some of the dunks off. I don't know. I feel like he's gonna try and go like, pull something called him crazy. Favorite, but I really don't that. know if they're talking to fans of any other team. <laughs> yeah, I, I so. think that's I think that's just some uh, their their group chat calling him the favorite. Um, yeah, they're like he's it's, it's, uh, he's got to be the favorite, and then they're like, yeah. <laughs> He's the favorite now because we said that. <laughs> and he's definitely, he's definitely one of the yeah. But I think it's funny. Oh, yeah, he, he, he definitely, he definitely is. Yeah. He definitely could win it, but I think the, the competition is going to be very, very close for the dunk contest this, this time around. Yeah, a bunch of Completely great. Completely agree. Now, for all the all-star game talk, we have one more actual game left. The finals yeah. between... The Douye's boys and good you. Now, before we talk about this game, we'll talk about how each team got there. Brian, I hate to say it, but you probably had the best seat in the house to the uh, the second semifinal game, the Werewolves, Douye's boys. One of the better Legacy Leagues games I had ever seen. Throwing it back yeah. in the last year's conference took me, took me like that. How was that game for you? What did you guys do so, to keep it close? You guys had the lead for most of the game. What did they do? Break it down from a player's point of view. All right. Uh, so to start out the first quarter, we we came out how we were up ten, and um, I, I I thought we were feeling good at that point. Obviously, a double digit lead after a quarter is great. It's ideal. 
then second quarter, coup two kind of got going, and then wasn't wasn't a good sign for us. Coup two got going, Tartaglia started chipping in, um, and then it was a one point game at half. And then the second half, I think honestly, like it, it, it honestly all feels like a blur because it was just like every possession that felt like someone was scoring on our side, and then they were coming down and hitting a shot right back. Um, Shane, our, our kind of kind of our game plan was to. Not let, not let him shoot, but if he shoots, it's kind of like one of it was one of our options that we were like we kind of live with that. And if he hits, then you know we see the result. And credit to him, he hit. He was missing a lot at the beginning too, so we, we were like, oh, this is working. And then at the end, he started hitting all the big ones. And you know, it's just it's unfortunate for us that that's how it happened. But credit to him because he stepped up big time and hit all the big shots for him. He only shot threes. Yeah, five for yeah. twelve. <laughs> five for twelve. Yeah. Five for twelve. Only yeah. threes. And like I said, in the first half, it was it was working. Um, I felt like we were playing good defense, and we just kind of had like because they would they would take Tartaglia and put him in the post on someone like Gino or Yarsi. Um, so we figured, or even Jared Ganter was down there, and, and Tartaglia is just a, a great finisher around the rim. So we just we would just have Connie or Connor help off and just. Uh, Got a couple. Connor got a few blocks from doing that, just helping off and um, blocking Tartaglia. But then the other times when he passed out and got to Shane, it was either hit or miss, and you know he just hit. Shane just hit. Uh, like I said, a bunch of huge shots for him. Yeah, I thought that was a great plan by you guys too. I mean, all year Shane really hasn't been a scoring threat at all. I think he came in averaging four or five points. Uh, he hasn't been really hitting many threes, but I will say. He has hit a few big threes throughout the year. He hit one to win a game. Yeah, uh, and yeah, yeah one against like the Crooks, I said, know. Yeah, and like you said, when it mattered most in the third and fourth quarters, he was he made you guys pay big time and uh, yeah, getting them where they need to go. And even still, like we, even when he was hitting them, we were still able to able to react and able to basically punch back, you know. And well, you were. it was just. <laughs> you may not I mean, say it, but it was it was the Brian Heston show, thirty eight points. It was unbelievable. On offense, yeah, you you can say that. Sixteen for twenty six, like pretty efficient. Eighteen yeah. rebounds. Yeah. I mean, that was uh, there was nothing else you could call it. You had almost half of your team's points. You had almost half of your team's rebounds. Half of the defensive rebounds. Five of seven of their assists. The only yeah. stat category yeah. you didn't really lead in were mm, blocks. Mm-hmm. Which you I mean, yeah, I was, I was playing a lot of minutes. <laughs> I was playing a lot of minutes, um, and you know, I, the stats I doesn't have a turnover, but I know I had a turnover in overtime. Uh, one of the passes I threw got tipped. I, I believe Shane actually tipped it um, when we were coming down, and and they and Tartaglia got it and went the other way and got a layup. But uh, I mean, yeah, like sometimes you just get into those games, and um, I had it going. Connor had it going too. I was able to find Connor in his spots and throw him the lobs and when it was open. He had he was seven for seven. Um Yarcy, he was shooting great from the mid range. Unfortunately he didn't hit any threes for us. because uh, that usually that's what he's he's been a great three point shooter all year. Um and then obviously Gina struggled a little bit. So it it really did just come down to me scoring and then not being able to really stop me as much. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll just keep scoring. And, you know, it it sucks to come out on this end of it and be like, you know, we lost. But I don't know. I would have I would rather score 20 in a, in a W than 38 in a loss. So Yeah, of course. I agree. What do and, you 
after seeing that game, what do you think the Duye's boys' chances are going up against Good U? What do you think they have to do? What do you think won't work next week that may have worked against you guys? Uh, so I think they their defense, I think, is my biggest concern for them because Good U is uh, they're a great scoring team. They they're a very efficient team, and um, like I feel like us, the werewolves, we're not really a scoring team. So for us to put up 78 points, 72 in regulation, like that's not typical of us. So, and like we usually do, like even the regular season, our first game of the year, we scored, uh, I think we scored 80 plus on them in, in an overtime game. So I think that's, that's our concern or the concern for the duty boys would be their defense. If they can get stops and play solid defense, then they're going to have a really good chance to win the championship, which is crazy to say because of, where the Duji's boys were last season, and here we are talking about in the, in the championship. So well, they fired their coach. Them. Great, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that that was the real catalyst of all this success for them. Management, yeah, that that does wonders. And Brian, I wanted yeah. to ask you, uh, you know, you you obviously have had big games all year. You're one of the leading scorers, leading rebounders, you know, leading stealers, whatever. Go down the list. You're leading in the league, but. Uh, it seemed a little different on in the semifinals game. Was it was it the crowd, uh, you know, coming at you a little bit? I saw you were getting back and forth with them a little bit. Was that like a little extra motivation that made you play to another level? Uh, that's a good question, but I feel like it was just, uh, it was honestly just my three ball phone that really unlocked most of um, most of my game to be effective because I'm not typically a great shooter from three um, in legacy leagues. But for me to shoot four for eight, it opens up It opens up me because if I'm hitting the threes, I have the confidence to keep pulling them and continue to hit them. And then when I'm not going for threes, it opens up the lane a little bit more because they are guarding the three. And then also they are worried about me, so it opens up Connor's lobs or Yarsi, like out on the perimeter or out in the mid-range. So uh, it, it wasn't really the crowd, but I think that does kind of impact uh, where I direct my trash talk. So, yeah, yeah I, I wasn't really talking trash to Kutu or, or Shane <laughs> or anyone. I was just I was, I was just yelling at them. So, uh, it, I have yeah, one more. Really, Sorry. No, I was saying it didn't really affect, like, how I approach the game. But just, it, I don't know, it, it does add a little bit to you mentally to, you know, try and shut someone up who's not playing. But, Hell yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It makes I, it I fun. I, I, hope, I hope it made it fun for them to watch the game, too, because... You know, I feel like I was, like, the enemy. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. One more question before we move on to the Lob City game and the good you. You played with Dave Campbell last year, made a finals run, played in close games with him, especially at the beginning of the season. What's the difference now with Yarsi as your partner in crime rather than Campbell? What's it like playing with both of them? What's the difference between them? So I was actually a little bit... um, skeptical of picking up Yarsi. I knew he could score, but I felt like the one thing that like I, I liked about playing with Dave was that um, Dave was a really solid defender. And the thing that surprised me about playing with Yars is that he is surprisingly a really good defender. And I actually I loved playing with him because of that because uh, he would oh, he would guard bigger guys, he would guard Volpe, he would guard uh, other guards on the other team. And he'd always he'd always like he's quick enough to stay in front of them. And he had he has great hands and he can he can sweep away the ball a couple times, so that's surprising about him. 
and obviously uh, I love the fact that he was a great shooter because that spaces the floor for, for everyone. And then also the passing that he brought to our team uh, was, was great as well because it helped Connor out. I thought Connor had his best year. That is no, uh, no surprise playing with the RC because the RC knows how to pass the ball to Connor. So, I mean, it, it was a great pickup and we were minutes away from going to the finals again. So, I mean, you know, it, it sucks, but it, it happens. Yeah. Definitely. It was, it was a heck of a season for you guys, losing your best, second-best score or whatever you want to call it on any given night. You and Dave mm-hmm. were both the best players on the floor, and you still made it that far. But yeah, and I mean, the team you faced in the finals the Doogie last boys. Uh, I want to talk about the Doogie boys a little bit Go because credit it. them, you know. Um, beating Boom is no, no small task, and they, they were able to beat Boom. Uh, they've kind of had, they've had this Cinderella story of a run being a five and four team, a nine seed, I was surprised that they, they actually fell to nine. Um, but that's how Joey's math worked out. And, you know, they were in, they smelled blood in the water when they played boom. I thought there were multiple times when they could have, uh, when boom could have blown, blown it open. And I think the one flaw with boom was that they never had more than five guys. It felt like, you exactly. know, yeah. and in the regular season, you can get away with playing with four or five guys because teams don't really like, you can't, it's, there's not a noticeable difference in effort, but like once you get to the playoffs, I feel like everyone plays that much harder. And I, I don't really know how to explain it, but people do play oh, differently yeah. in the playoffs in the regular season, you know? It's a different um, game. So, yeah, and I don't know how I would quantify it, but that is, it is true that people do play harder when it comes down to the playoffs. And that's the problem with Boom is you can't have four guys give effort for 40 minutes. They had five on that night, but even still five is tough to play with. And uh, the Doogie Boys had a, had a great performance then. And then they had a team effort against us, 26 from Q2, 18 from Tartaglia, 18 from Volpe, 15 from Patrick, as, as you mentioned, four from Verducci off the bench. He had he had four huge points for them. Um, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. But, no, and then you get the guys like Dan Ruggiero and P.J. Thomas stepping in playing defense. Those guys, I mean, they're no joke. Uh, the Doogie Boys are not definitely not a joke anymore, so. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to watch him play in the championship. Yeah, it's going to be a heck of a game. And on the other side, I was shocked to see Lob City not be their opponent in the finals. I mean, it's the first time ever. Yeah. Yeah, their first loss in the in the playoffs happens in the semifinals. is kind of surprising. Um, but I'm not surprised Good U took them down. I think uh, with the way that Good U played them in the regular season, it, I figured it would be tough for Lob City to beat them twice. Um, and Cody shot six for nine. Nuri Mahmood, five for 12. Greg Holt, six for 13. I feel like those aren't the typical stat lines you get from those guys in a playoff game. And it just yeah. sucks that all three of them were kind of off like that on the same night. But credit good you, you know. Credit good you for that because they, they played great defense and, and shut them down, so. Yeah, Vic only had two points, Greg only with 13. Yeah. You're, you're right. Usually you see Cody take way more than nine shots. I mean, I remember when he made 14 threes in a semifinals game. So, yeah. I mean, for whatever reason, Lob was just playing with a slower pace. They weren't pulling as much as they usually do. I mean, they only took 56 shots. Usually it's a much faster-paced game with Lob City. Mm-hmm. You see them in the 90-point range, the 80-point range. Um, yeah. So, just I mean, not a lot of possessions ended in a shot attempt, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, just, it was a, a good shot team. attempt. 
And I'll say two things about the game. One, it was good you just, they, they finally came together and they put together that performance that I've been waiting for them to have all year. They had everyone show up um, and they really locked down on defense and, and they looked they looked great mm-hmm. there. But two, I think, and this isn't to make excuses for them, but I think Lob was taken out of their game immediately with that early technical. I think they really let that get to them. Um, and they kind of let that bother them for the rest of the game. They kind of turned it into a, I don't want to call it a whining match, but they really uh, were coming at the refs for a lot of the game, and I think that took them out of their game a little bit there. Um, and, yes, totally bogus uh, technical. I was, I was sitting right there for it. I heard it uh, should have never been called. But uh, it was more of a reputation type of call. Still don't agree with it. But I definitely think that got to them a little bit, and uh, – I definitely think that helps switch the momentum in good use favor. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm looking at it right now, and Lob City had 22 fouls called on them, which resulted in 27 free throws, 19 of them made from good U. Good U had 15 fouls, which isn't much off, but it only was 10 free throws from Lob City. A lot of the calls were, I don't know, a lot of the calls were on the floor from good U. They weren't shooting fouls. They didn't send Lob City to the line. When Lob City got to the line, they didn't capitalize as they usually do. And it just, yeah, the, you're, you're correct, Seymour. They were just completely taken out of their rhythm from the start of the game, it looked like. It was not Lob City basketball. Not at all. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, of those 22 fouls, of those 22, there was probably at least, like, I would say, like, eight, or eight of them probably in the last two minutes because they, I don't know, Lob yeah. City, they fouled for what felt like hours. A while. Just to keep the game going on. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know if I, because I feel like the refs actually did try to even it out there in the second quarter. Um, they were kind of giving up ticky tack fouls, but they, do, but they um, never sent them to the line. Right. They were calling yeah. Ticky tacks that weren't resulting in shooting fouls. And I think part of that mm-hmm. was good. You was just ultra aggressive getting to the hole. Degnan, Palumbo, St. Hours, they were all getting to the hole. They were putting their head down and going hard. Um, that's part of what makes them tough. They're they're all big and strong, honestly, and, and they like to get to the rack. That's why they're such an efficient team. Um, so that was definitely part of it. Um, I'm not blaming the refs for the fall differential. I'm just blaming them for that early technical that I definitely helped mm. think took them out of their game. Agreed. Yeah. And good you, baby. I've been saying it from the start. If they can get everyone <laughs> there, they're the team to beat. And they finally proved there you me go. right. They finally so, proved me right. They have to be favorites, right? Oh. Yeah. We're setting the line. How, how much? I mean, I think it's – I'm feeling it's a championship game, so I don't want to go more than 10. I think it's going to be a good game. I, yeah. But I do think I with say, the difference in seeds, I think it's got to be more than five. Seven and a half is where my brain was t- taking I was me. thinking seven and a half, eight and a half around there. What are you thinking, Brian? I was, um, I was, t- I was saying – like I was going to say six and a half. That's what I was oh. kind of looking at, the number I had in my head. We'll be right in the middle. Seven and a half? Seven, seven and a half, yeah. So what do you yeah. think What do you think Good U has to do to take the Duyez boys down? We already talked about, I mean, Brian gave us what the Duyez boys have to do. I think with Good U, it's all about the shooting. Yeah. Once you can yeah. assert yourself from the mid-range, like Matt St. Hours usually does, Degnan's got that little floater move that he does right in front of the free throw line. Once you can assert yourself from there, that's where everything opens up, and that's why I think they're such an effective team offensively. Yeah, I really mm-hmm. think this this comes down to good you not turning this into a three-point shootout because if it turns into a three-point shootout, that gives Duyez the best chance to win with Volpe and 
Kutu, obviously two of the best shooters in the league. But if they play their game that they've been playing all year, head down, go to the basket, use their brute strength, um, you know, feed it into Bowen, feed it into Degnan, Palumbo uh, slashing in and out, um, I really think that this is this is their game. Uh, it's, it really is a tough matchup for Duyez. But uh, if, if they get away from that, if Duyez does something defensively to, to make their life harder, um, I think this can definitely you know, go either way, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think Good U's strongest part of their game is going to be their defense. I don't think the yeah. guards on Duyez are strong enough to get into the paint against Good U, who practically everyone is the same height, just buff out of their minds. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. Gonna, the guards are going to have like Kutu, Volpe, Tartaglia. They're going to have a really tough time getting inside in a good position to shoot. They're going to have to rely on their three-point shooting. Shane Patrick is my X-factor. He can't just stand around the three-point line like he did against the Werewolves and cash in shots from there. He needs to get involved in the pick and roll. He needs to get involved in the high post, the low post. He needs to be a passer. He needs to be their Ant Davis type of player. He needs to give you his best game of the season, I -hmm. think, if they want a chance. I think Kutu, Volpe, and Tartaglia are going to have it rough. But if Patrick steps up, I think that's where where they're going to be the most effective. And I totally agree. Shane needs to keep it inside and needs to play his toughest most physical game of the year because if he thinks he's going to have another, you know, great shooting game from deep, I mean, honestly, it's, it's been an outlier. So they can't rely on that at all. He's going to need to be tough in there. He's going to be need, needing to set screens. going to be needing to crash the offensive boards because points won't be coming easy, um, obviously. You can just tell by looking at him. Kutu, Volpe, and Tartaglia aren't the most buffed out of their mind guys there. Um all in good shape, but I mean, they're not... I mean, I see Volpe and Mackle every now and then. Oh, yeah. I mean, Volpe's strong, but these are a bunch of grown men we're talking about on Good U, and that's what makes them so, so much different. I, I feel like grown men's strength, some of even have dad's yeah. strength, is real dangerous. Yeah, uh, yeah, dad's strength, exactly. I mean, Brendan Degnan used to be playing basketball with his kid outside in his yard when he used to live near me. Pretty sure that was on a low rim. I don't remember, though. That was, that was years ago. I'm still on Poplar, however... He's listening. <laughs> sure he is. <laughs> but I do think, I mean, you mentioned, Shane mentioned in the interview that Goodyear doesn't have a big. I think he's going to have a tough time with Degden. I mean, Shane's going to be the biggest guy on the floor, arguably the strongest guy on the floor, but I do think Degden is, I mean, he plays like a big. He played like a big last week, and he was effective mm-hmm. doing it. So I think it is going to be, I mean, Shane, I think Shane can do it, but I think he's got to bring his best game of the season in order for Duyez to have a chance in this one. Well, don't Unless Volpe, Kutu, and Tartaglia just shoot the crap out of all from deep. Yeah, and Amperducci. Don't, don't forget about Mike Bowen, by the way, though. I think that's actually going to be the matchup, Bowen versus Patrick, because they're about the same size and same strength. Uh, so I think got more of the playing time at the big spot last week. Yeah, I just think Bowen, they might throw him on him, and then Degnan might end up with a matchup against Tartaglia or something, something like that. Um, huh. if they put him on the wing. Because I, I think Bowen, they're just going to try and use that as their advantage. And then again, obviously, I don't have any insight to what they're going to do. But that's just my... If Degnan's on any of the guards, that's going to be a rough time for the Duyez boys. Exactly. That's my thought yeah. right there. He's so, strong. Mm. Yeah, if they can't get Shane involved off the ball and in the passing lanes, then I think Good U easily covers this spread. I'm taking Good U minus 7.5 bet my student loan on it. Wow. 
That's confidence right there. See, that was that was my final straw. I think I'm out as an honorary Duye now. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. They're done with you. They are done with you. And you know what? You have you have a you have a good chance to uh, or good reason to come at them after their, what they called you on on Twitter. They said that little shrimp was T. Cruz. Yeah, that, dude. That little ugly ginger. I mean, that just wasn't right. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I was the coach, that game wouldn't have gone into overtime. Oh wow. <laughs> And you can see from... There's, not, there's nothing against Cruz, the werewolves at all. They just played... Cruz, they had a couple Cruz of moments where I wanted to go to there and us. strangle someone. If I, if I coached the Cruz, werewolves, they would have won that game too. And Cruz, Cruz knows from, a lot of, from his from experience. Oh, yeah. He was <laughs> great through his experience on the good fellows. He had a lot of experience. Yeah, it was great with Duyez last year. Great I've, been, I've been a key year. analyst for four and a half sessions. I'm in that John Gruden transitional season. Oh yes, and <laughs> no, so your your experience Jason with the good fellas, you know, you know how to take us down in regulation. True, true. Right. Well, I mean, that was a game. weird game. You guys had absolutely nobody. <laughs> yeah, you we weren't were even playing. Flies, yeah, I didn't play. <laughs> I didn't yeah, play. Got five to start, and then Connor mm-hmm. got hurt in the first five minutes, and yeah, yeah. In all my years, that might have been one of the worst basketball games I've ever had to witness. It was sloppy. It was yeah. very, yeah. very sloppy, and. We'll try to end on a good note here. I think, I think the championship will be. We'll see far from that. You got a lot of guys that are really going to push the ball. Are really going to keep it clean. I think we have little to no turnovers in the game. I think there's great defense, but there's going to be great offense as well. And I just think we're in for a show. I I would say whoever. whoever and I'm pumped to see the finals. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd say Hopefully whoever game. owns the paint is going to is going to likely have a good chance of win of winning this game because that's going to be key. We know good you can score inside. We know the Duji boys can score inside too, um, but they're going to have to score more inside than outside. I feel like against us they shot they shot the ball well from outside, but I think against good you they're going to have to shoot the ball well inside in order to win this game. But like I said, yeah. the defense awesome. matters too because they struggled a lot with us in a pick-and-roll type of set, and I, I feel like good you uh, will also run similar pick-and-rolls to get to get buckets, and I think if they can't stop that, then they're going to have a tough, a rough night all, all night. Yep, and, and boys, I'm, I'm about to openly pander, and I don't care. Um, so, you know, from the beginning of the year, I said good you is my number one team, so I can't be wrong in this place. I'm going with Duye's boys to have the upset, this will gain me lots of love on Twitter and the Twitter with Duye's boys, so I don't care. I'm going with the upset. I think Volpe, Tartaglia, and Kutu all rise to the occasion. I think they're all scoring 20-plus. And you know what? Somehow, some way, I think the Cinderella story has a fairy tale finish. Duye's boys, I'm taking them 66-63 to 63 in a nail bite. Huh. If I were to bet, you just you just told me three people were going to score twenty plus, and they were going to score sixty six points. Yep, no one else is going to score. I promise you. <laughs> All right, I give you, I'll give you that. I think if I were to bet, I think Duye's money line would be a play, but I'd also throw like ten dollars to hedge myself on the spread. See, so you don't think it's really going to be. Seymour just got up and walked away. Hey, where'd you go? My my laptop was about to die. <laughs> oh, I said if I were if I were to bet if I were at a casino right now, the Duye's money line I'd give him like plus three hundred. That'd be what I'd throw some money on. But you can't you can't not pick Good U on the on the spread. I feel like that's a smarter play 
and the other one's more of an emotional, I feel it in my bones type of play. Oh no, I believe it. Yeah. I'm so money line, I'm taking. I'm taking plus seven and a half. I'm taking all of it. I'm all in on Duyas. All in. It's the statistical versus the emotional type of play. The Duyas boys pull your heartstrings. They want. They're the guy that wants to the tiger every single golf tournament until he wins one. And you never know. Like he's not. You never know. They could win. But I do think that good you has to be the favorite in this game, statistically. And whenever yeah. I bet emotionally, I fail. So I got to throw some money on good you on that spread. I thought whenever you bet, Seymour, I'm, I'm just I'm confused, Seymour, why you would go you would ride good you all the all way season. to the end. Yeah. And now you're gonna you're gonna backtrack on it at the on the last game. Well, now I can't I'm confused be wrong. by the logic. Listen, I well, can't be wrong because either I said it from the beginning, and then it's like you know what I was just going with the underdog, or I go with the underdog, and I'm the only guy that took the underdog. So listen, you guys just learned a little trick for me. I'm I'm winning either way here. So it really doesn't matter. You're winning either way, but you're, you're also going to be wrong one way at, at some point. You're going to be wrong about something. But, Listen, I, I hey. told people that good you was better than Lob, so I was right that much. That's all I need for me. That, that, that <laughs> stroked my ego enough. And now do you, you give me love on Twitter? I'm expecting that. So you know what? That's, that's all I really need in life. My pick right. honestly would be – I would honestly pick my pick would be probably the Doogie Boys spread. I don't know necessarily if they're going to win the game or not, but I think it's going to be a close game. Um, so I'm going to go with their spread of seven and a half. Um, but like I said, I mean, I think even if we if we beat the Doogie Boys, we would have struggled with the good you in, in the finals. So I mean, I don't I don't necessarily love the matchup wise for Doogie Boys. I think they might have been better off playing Lob in the championship because matchup wise. Um, Lob has guys that match up better with with them, and Good U is a problem for everyone. So I don't know. I don't really know if I'm and, confident enough to no, say I, that I the Duj's boys will pull this off. But I think it'll be a close game. So I'm betting it'll be the a way close game in that Lob scenario. All trouble. The way Good U put Lob yeah. in all trouble. If they're able to do that with Duj's boys, and Duj's has to tip into their bench, it's it's going to be, it be not looking like a finals game. Yeah. Well, has no disrespect. Yeah. Here's my thing about Good U. For the for the first playoff game, they were able to get four guys there. Then in the semis, they were able to get everyone there. But for the majority of the season, they really only got about five guys to every game. So how do we even know they're going to get their whole team there? That's that's my thing about them as well. That has that been so angle. Yeah, that could definitely. If Good U is missing guys, that'll definitely turn the spread over towards. Duj's boys, I would say. I'd say they might even be favorites if Goodyear shows up with five guys because mm-hmm. I don't I, think they will. It's tough to win. I don't think they will I, either, I, but I think it's a possibility. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh, quick X factors for the game. One X factor. Shane Patrick, Shane Patrick. and and Matt St. Hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brian, who you think? Uh, for Goodyear, I'm going to go with uh, Brad Van Fetchman. Uh, Ooh, they get him going from three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a f- former Lob City guy, you know, taking down Lob City now in his own squad. But, yeah, I think if he can hit five threes in this game, I think it opens up good use so much more. And on the Duye side, I'm going to say I'm gonna say Kutu. I think Kutu might have some tough matchups with good use. And I feel like um, if he's able to get going, and if he has a huge game, he's going to be able to keep the Dujays boys in this in this game. 
And if if not, it's going to be tough for them to stay in it if he's struggling. Yeah, those are great choices. And for me, I'm going to go with Nick DiDonato. Uh, missed last week coming off the bench. He's been a great spark plug. Um, I think he's he's good. Maybe maybe not for tons of points, but I think he'll he'll definitely help get some assists and some hustle points here and there. And uh, with good you, I have to go with Ryan Palumbo, all-around player, solid um, offensive player of the year, shoots great percentage from the field. Hey, congratulations, think, Ryan. Yeah, and shout out to the defensive player oh, yeah. of the year here on the pod. Yeah. Four out of five years, congrats. Thank you. Could have been offensive player of the year, too, but... Yeah, that was a weird selection. I would have picked... Yeah. I would have picked Kutu knowing Brian would have gotten yep. defensive player of the year. Yeah, I don't I mean, understand that Lucas has most improved because, like, Lucas has been an all-star almost every season. He did improve a lot. Yeah. He had a down he year did, last yeah, year because he was the number one guy on a boom team that really didn't have... Like, they're used to having Stitchell, and then it went to Lucas and Belleville. Mm-hmm. Instead of Stitchell, Lucas, Belleville, Sweeney. So it was a different dynamic of the team. But Lucas has been excellent every year, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah I thought this year he was noticeably, like, much better than last season. So I, guess, yeah, I, I understand why he got yep. improved. Yep. He deserves, Percentage he deserves shooting deserves. splits all went up. Yeah. I just, I just feel so. as though, um, and, you know, I, I screwed up my voting a little bit because I was unaware that it had to be one person uh, per uh, thing. Like, I didn't know someone couldn't win multiple awards until the day of. So, uh, unfortunately, I, I didn't get my votes totally right. But if I was going to do it again, it would have been uh, Brian at Defensive Player of the Year, and I would have had Kutu at Offensive Player of the Year. I just think they both deserved mm-hmm. awards for their performance this season. No Agreed. No Ryan Palumbo. Yeah. He's an amazing player as well. Yeah, and Jose, no doubter, at MVP. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. By far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then what other awards did we? Rookie of the Year. Oh was Figueroa, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. And fifth man was Jermaine Patterson. Rookie of the Year is a toss-up yep. every year because there are so many new players every year. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. remember Figueroa being probably one of the most off, uh, efficient offensive players yeah, this yeah. season. And like, there was a game he shot like 28 for 28. Yeah. <laughs> basket yeah. Hounds, baby. And, like, and the Rookie of the Year could have went to like anyone because like, even if it went to someone on Ozone, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have been mad about that. You know, There's no really snubs. No snubs, really, because, like, everyone who's good and it's their first year basically has a chance to win it. Yeah, maybe Noah Berg had a little something to say about that one, but yeah, way, I think it's fair. Uh, like people call him Mr. Clean, he was great, and he cleaned <laughs> up the boards, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and Jermaine Patterson, no argument there for fifth man no, but of the year. Really one of the more surprising. I don't know. Not an all-star, which is very I don't know. For me, 22 points a game, I believe. So. Oh wow. That's an interesting. Yeah. I was looking at the stats. Little, and there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people who averaged over 20 points per game this year. It was pretty insane. Yeah. Great season. Mm-hmm. That's and I expect a great game with that, in the in the championship. Oh yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll get back to it after the championship to give us some all-star spreads and some breakdowns when we know the finalized rosters. But with that, we will see you guys on Tuesday night for the finals to see who is crowned the Legacy League Summer 19 champion. From Tyler Cruz, Krista Martinelli, Brian Heston, guys, we will see you Tuesday and build your legacy. Do yes, do.
do, yes.